Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. All right. I guess. Well, today's Wednesday, July 12th. <laughs> it's Wednesday, my dudes. And another weird, awkward day for us to record. Hey! But let's get started. So, it is Wednesday. We didn't anticipate to record today. This continues to happen to us. And everyone said the off season in the minors is, you know, not exciting and we'll run out of things to talk about. You liars. I thought, it, I thought it would slow down after free agency. No. But it... it it hasn't, and before we even dive into that, welcome to the Hockey Town West Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And this is Nick, still at night. It is Nick at <laughs> night again. It is, what, 10, 15? Um, we decided to do this randomly tonight because our schedules are still crazy. Well, at least my schedule is crazy for the next few days um, with work and some other fun activities. And I was out and about already tonight and figured, let's go do this. Yeah, what were you doing? So I got to go check out the three ice hockey event down here at Van Andel. Super cool being back in Van Andel in July with hockey ice on the floor. I cannot complain about that. That was a good feeling. It was a nice feeling. It was a relaxing. It felt like home. I felt like I belonged there. Oh, that was a cool event though. Um, for those that don't know, it's the summer league that is actually the um, guy who created this league's from Detroit. Which is pretty cool. Uh, highlights of the event for me is just the concept that they have behind it. Um, the play does not stop. It is you you watch four games. There's four teams playing, but there's more than four teams in the league. Uh, it's kind of a tournament style thing with actual standings and everything like that. One of the teams tonight's coached by the Red Wings' own Larry Murphy, which was pretty cool. Fans were loving seeing him there. Did he stay for autographs? I don't know. I pieced out right at the end because of how bad the weather was getting. I was like, I'm just gonna go before this gets worse potentially um and then the other highlight for me and uh, what seemed like a lot of other people there is toledo's brandon hawkins on one of the teams uh kicking it around in the summer having fun out there on the ice and god that guy can still handle the puck like goals snipes he didn't score so the setup again like it's very different it's just constant three on three his coach had him playing a lot of defense that's weird. Which is really weird to see him play. Who was on the who was on his line? I don't know the names of every player, unfortunately. There's a ton of players that are, you know, current ECHL guys, some other some U, USHL guys, like it's it's spread across the board there. And I didn't do tons of research going into it. Um full transparency, the tickets were free. They gave away about 500 of them online and I was lucky enough to snag a couple. But no, it's a cool event. Um, would you go to it again? I would. I would not pay what they originally were charging for it, I'll be honest with you. Because tickets originally were like between 40 and 70 bucks. Uh, but you get how many games out of that? It's four total games, two eight-minute halves in each game. If it was a little cheaper, I could see them doing better with also not scheduling it on a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Probably would have done them some good. What else is there to do in Grand Rapids? Go home and sleep for your next work day. Yeah. Which is probably what I should be doing, but hey, here we are. Um, But I will say, because as we know, they travel well, Toledo fans, there's like 20, 30, maybe 40 Toledo shirts or jerseys in that arena, including myself tonight. I thought I was like going to be the guy that's like, I got busted out the Toledo jersey. No one's got, yeah, everyone had that on. Was there a lot of Wings jerseys? No, there was more walleye jerseys than wing jerseys, 100%. Any other jerseys? I saw some Flyers jerseys. Saw some Tampa jerseys. I'm always on Jersey Lookout. I know you are. It was a very, <laughs> very hockey fan centric event. Event like they, you fans from all sorts of teams there. But you saw some Vegas jerseys. Oh, to wrap up just that event, it was cool. 
um, would go again, would not pay the original asking price for it. Um, but they've got something there. They, there's something in that concept for sure. I think this is only like the second or third season of it, if I'm not mistaken. Grant Fear? Grant Fear is one of the coaches. Was he there? Yeah, he was there tonight. Yeah, I don't really see Brandon Hawkins and Gordy Green are the only two people that are well, like really one standing of, out. One of the teams, I think it's like an orange the orange jersey team. That's about the best I can do for it because besides coaches' names, they don't have team names. Uh, their goaltender is Ryan Bednard. John Albert. John Albert's on one of them too. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I saw highlights from when they played in Hershey. They did their the tournament in Hershey right before Grand Rapids. And Bednard was the goalie for one of those games. And there he go. had some sick saves in that one, too. Stuff that we saw here in Grand Rapids quite a bit, you know. He's playing on Ray Bork's team. Yeah. TJ Hensick's on that team. And Wait, what? Yeah, TJ Hensick's on that team. Number 17. Oh, my with God. With Bednard. And with Chris Bork. There could have been so much cooler teams playing tonight. No offense to everybody else. But. Yeah. All I got was Larry Murphy and Brandon Hawkins. There was so many other players in the league. Well, I mean, don't, you know, dish on Larry. I like Larry. Oh, I like Larry, too. The fans <laughs> love Larry, too. Um, yeah, it was cool. It's cool. It was fun. I had a good time. It's fun seeing hockey in the summer. It's different. It is. Was the ice good? This was great. It was good. Conditions were good. It won't be there when I'm there on Tuesday. It won't. Yeah, you're going to a concert there on Tuesday. Yeah. Lucky. That's pretty good. We got a crazy, yeah, we do have a crazy schedule coming up then. Yeah, we do. So, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, three ice. No, I'm good on that one. It was fun. Concession was brought to say. There was only like three stands open. That was it. Yeah, they low turnout. A uh, thousand people, you said? Maybe. That's hmm. pushing it. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. All right. Moving well, on. Moving on. Because there's a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. There's a ton of other stuff to talk about. So talk about our coach yeah so we again at the time of recording this the team has not confirmed anything and we felt it right to not post anything about it yet we'll talk about it on a pre-recorded setting and (laughs) post it after it's been announced and if we're correct boom boom good for us we look like geniuses not really and if not brandon scraps the whole episode and we it wouldn't be the out. first one. It wouldn't be the first one. <laughs> we figure it out later. Uh, but yeah, you saw this right away. Yeah, so the Toledo Blade uh, reported this today. And again, they're they're reputable with Toledo sports and everything like that. But the team had apparently accidentally posted this on the team website. And then it was since removed. And, and the they announced the coming, coach. Coming tomorrow. The announcement's coming tomorrow, I think at 2 or 4. I can't remember. Something like that. And the announcement is that Pat Mickish, formerly of the Green Bay Gamblers, will be taking over the head coach position at the Toledo Walleye. What is a Green Bay Gambler? Uh, we're all still trying to figure that out. I Perfect. think Noah on Twitter posted that today, the icon, and um, it's kind of weird how that kind of circled back for the uh, the afternoon. I think he had seen the po- – there was talks about Pat being the coach at like 2 o'clock today. I saw rumblings of it here, there, and I was like – Nope, I'm not taking the bait. Huh. And then the Toledo Blade report came out while I was at Three Ice. It was like, nope, I'm still not going to post it. Yet. I was literally, you posted like the teaser on it. And I was literally posting you like, or texting you, getting ready to say, who, what, what, who's the coach? What, what's happening? And you had sent me the link. And so, um, but yeah, uh, some quick research on him. He's a Michigan guy. He's a Michigan guy. The organization's liking the Michigan guys right now. Yeah, he comes from Hancock, Michigan. And if I am not mistaken, that is way up in the UP. Way up there. Uh, I'm trying to remember the Keweenaw Peninsula. Like, okay. Way, yeah. like, it's way up way there. Way up there. Way up there. That's why it's pretty close to Green Bay. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Connecting the dots. To connect some more, he coached with Mr. Derek Lalone. Man, it seems like all the coaches were higher and have coached with Derek Lalone at some point. Think Stevie trusts his guy. Yeah, this yeah. Uh, I kind of like the the uh, the system down the ecosystem we were building here. Yeah, I think it makes sense to play the same system throughout. Loving it, but for the walleye, that's not going to be much of a different system than they're used to. No, it's it's going to be the same. So I'm hoping. Yeah. I would assume that he's going to play the same system. We'll see. If he's been with 
uh, coaching with Derek Lalonde for three seasons uh, at Green Bay. I would assume he's going to use the same. You know, that was a while ago, so, so things have changed. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So you got some stats on him at least, right? Yeah, he played at Michigan Tech, so he's a former player. Okay, now coach. Everyone loves a player's coach. We love player coaches here in Michigan. Dan Campbell, getting ready for Lions season. <laughs> uh, played in the ECHL, played in the AHL, played in the IHL. That's the International Hockey League for some of our newer listeners. It's the International Hockey League for you, sir. What is it for you, me? Yeah. You weren't around here in that time. I believe the Flint Generals played in the IHL. Did they really? Yeah, I think so. IHL, not IHF. Or IHL. Yeah. Anyways, I'll delete The lightning that. Threw, that, threw me off. <laughs> Tampa Bay lightning? No, the lightning going on in the back right <laughs> here. Uh, played five seasons in Germany, and then he's been with the Gamblers season. He's been with the Gamblers organization for um, eight years and made the playoffs three times, had winning seasons five out of the eight years. Um, but he was a GM and head coach. So I wanted to make sure I put that in there for you guys too. Cause I feel like didn't we just hire someone else who was like a GM head coach at some point? Uh, yeah, the assistant coach for the Griffins. Um, right? The Griffins, yeah. GM <laughs> head coach. So. A lot of GM head coaching vacancies out there in the lower leagues. Yeah, which is good. I mean, we're getting people that know how to create a bigger system. It's not just looking at it at the team at a head coach level, like being able to see the bigger picture around it. I yeah. think that's important. So Very important. Um, yeah, they Green Bay basically just kind of let him go this season. I think it's time for them to move on from him anyways. I mean, it's uh, he's been there for eight years. He's been the voice. Uh, voice maybe just got dull, kind of like Ben Simon, you know, with us. That makes me nervous, but at the same time, again, changes of scenery are good things sometimes. And at the end of the day, the wall, I didn't hire Mike Babcock, so they're good. I mean... <laughs> Sorry. At, at, least, to, at least we know what we're getting. We do. Um, I, didn't, I mean, he had a winning record with Green Bay, too. Two, 214 wins, 200 losses, 48, or 48 ties. Yeah, and you got to remember, the assistant coaching staff of the walleye didn't get torn apart either. I don't assume that Pat's going to change much there, too. I'm sure Alden Hirschfeld will still be the assistant coach. Um, I'm pretty sure if they remove him, the fans would revolt. Um, and he's a very good assistant coach, too. I think a lot of people thought that he was going to get the nod there, but I think he's still too young of an assistant coach to get that nod at this point. Um, so we'll see what happens down the road. But knowing that some of the pieces that were there are still there, Yes, there's a new new voice in the room, um, and hopefully we can just continue the success this team's had. And if we don't, Pat, stay off social media. <laughs> uh, any thoughts? Any thoughts on this hire? Any? I mean, nervous, but always excited for maybe positive change. But then, not like the team needed positive change. Positive change isn't the right word for it. It's just I hope it's consistent with what we've had already down there. Yeah, hopefully he just comes in and he just picks up, you know, where uh, Dan Watson left off. Yeah. Okay. And I, I'm excited for the ties in the organization for him, too. I like what we're building. It, As an it, organizational standpoint, this is fantastic. Oh, it makes I, total sense. I love this. Total sense across the board. Um, and I'm sure him and Wadi will be working close, closely through uh, training camp and stuff like that, too, since, you know. They're going to be sharing some players. Oh, for sure. It's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable in this in this league. So so they had two other coaching candidates that got leaked as well. Okay. I don't know if you saw this. I but, did not. Uh, Jared Nightingale, former walleye captain and lead assistant for the Rockford Icehogs. Interesting. And former ECHL and AHL coach Chuck Weber. So I the Nightingale don't... one's interesting, and I wonder why they didn't go that route. But I guess we're trying to keep things similar, so it makes sense. And not that the Ice Hogs were an astonishingly great team last season; they, they, they made the playoffs, but they made the play-in series, and that's about it. So that's as far as they went. I don't remember if they went past that or not. Last season's such a blur at this point already. I yeah we're. Pretty much full forward on next season. There's so much happening already. So, next from coaching, because we're done with coaching, a lot of lineup changes. A lot of lineup changes. A lot of lineup changes. So, should we start with the sad one? We should start with the big one. 
Biggest one. Yeah. Philip Zadina. Well, we talked about him last time. We talked about him for half an episode. What happened with him? <laughs> he went to San Jose. Oh, good for him. He found a landing place. Bet on himself. Got moved. He's got a one-year prove-it deal with the Sharks. There he goes. Good all luck, right. buddy. That's I mean, all. That's all the lineup changes? Cool. That's all right. It. Moving on. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we know that's not it. Well, that paved the way for the big one. That paved the way for the biggest one. The big um, cat. The big cat. The biggest... The most exciting news I think we've seen in the Red Wings organization since Steve Eiserman came back. Since Marion Hossa. I wouldn't say that. A lot of stuff's happened since Marion Hossa. This is the biggest free agent Detroit the biggest free. Oh, I'm talking about biggest news. CUI coming back to Detroit is peak. But right under that right now in recent times, Alex Dabrinkit getting traded to the Red Wings is huge. Hometown kid comes back. The hometown kid is back. But... We set out the other hometown kid. We did. It cost us something. We lost a piece that we've come to love on this podcast, um, which is Donovan Sabrango was involved in this trade. So the trade goes as followed. The Red Wings receive Alex Debrinkit. I don't know why I said Debrinkit. It's Debrinkat, right? Debrinkit? Debrinkat? Which way does it go? Is it Meow? All right, cool. Um, so the Red Wings get him from Ottawa. Ottawa acquires Dominic Kubelik, Donovan Sabrango, a conditional first-round pick, which I love the conditions on, and a fourth-round pick for next season. So, Sabrango gets to go home. He's he's from Ottawa. It's I didn't cool. know that. Totally I didn't know that either, that. which was pretty – that made it hurt less. It made me happy for, for Kim and them and the family to go home. But – My heart was happy about that. Yeah, that was the good side of it. But at the same time, we've come to love the player that Donovan Sabrango is. We've seen him do really well with the walleye. We've seen what he can do in the AHL, even being buried behind so many defensive prospects. And when you started to see the signings happening in the offseason by the wings, you saw the draft picks that were all the defensive picks that we made and all the defensive prospects we have coming up the chain still and who are already here, he's kind of unfortunately just the odd man out. Um and he's not going to get a shot here, which sucks for him. But he's going somewhere where he can get that opportunity. And he's got that player profile that Ottawa likes, that gritty, tough player. Um, you know, a Brady Kachuk-like player with the with the grittiness. He's going to fit in there just fine. But, dang, it does suck to lose him because there was so much potential there. But, again, we just don't have the space for that right now. Yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> I we get att- I told you we can't get attached to players. I'm I I mean not really following the team and going to like a game like maybe two or three games a year to then going full season like full blast and then really getting attached to the players at the end of the season and social media wise getting to know them outside of that game. Yeah. I got attached. So I Honestly, when the trade came through, I was pretty stoked because I thought Berger was leaving. I thought Raymond was leaving. So did half of the Ottawa fans. Yeah. Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> keep that in there. I don't know what the Senators fans... That I mean, we fleeced Ottawa. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let's... let's we, we'll end, I'm going to end on the Sabrango piece. Is I, I wish him the best of luck. And I'm, like, again, the heart side of us was very happy that it works out for him and the family. Yes. And we hope he does really well there. And we hope he can find his place in their lineup. I'll root for him. Now, the trade itself. Yes, Steve Eisman won this trade by a mile. And here, here's why. Kubelik, yes, Kubelik is a great player. He's going to produce for Ottawa. He he was thrown all over the lineup here and still produced in Detroit. Um, probably could have produced more near the top line, and that's probably where he'll end up. He'll be in probably the top nine um, in Ottawa. So he's going he's gonna to be great there. But here's the problem for them is... He's an unrestricted free agent after this coming season. Yeah. He'll so replace, they got one year of him. He'll replace what Debrinkin put up for him last year. Well, yeah, That's 100%. They're, they're, which was a down year for Debrinkin. It, it was a down, yeah. He'll he'll perform at that level that Debrinkin was last year. And he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. So hopefully, for their sake, they can re-sign him. Remember, Ottawa gave up the farm to get Alex Debrinkin. Kevin Just a year Kuchinski. ago. Just a year ago. They gave up the first round pick. I think it was a third round pick and a fourth round pick. So now what they've got for those picks, 
was Dominic Kubalik a conditional first-round pick that can either be ours or Boston's pick this year. And if Boston somehow slides into being in the top 10 in the draft lottery area, that pick then moves to the next season. Smart. Because that's the well, that, that's how it would have been for us. Boston's pick would automatically move to the following season. So then we get to pick that Detroit pick for the next season or the Boston pick then. Whichever one's better. Yeah, it's whatever one works out. Steve has the Steve has the upper hand when it comes to that. And then the fourth round pick, a fourth round pick does suck to lose at the same time we got Alex to bring it. Yeah. And then Steve turns around and signs a guy who wanted eight years, eight million dollars, signs him for four years and under eight million dollars. Yeah. Like, what does this guy do when he sits down with someone and talks? Does he just hand them the pen and paper and says, You're doing this because I'm Steve Eiserman? I think he hands him something else, and then after oh. the they sign the paperwork. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh. Um, yeah, again, we're not a full-blown Red Wings podcast, so we won't talk too long on a Red Wings trade, but this trade impacted the Griffins roster 100% losing Donovan Sabrango. And then it log-jammed the forwards. I mean, we didn't lose a key piece on anybody else in the Griffins system. Right. And we didn't give up, and that just created a higher-profile pick in the forwards. Yeah, and I want to know, just because we said it already once, i got to say it again, what they are, what kind of stuff they're doing up in Ottawa there to think they're getting Lucas Raymond or Jonathan Bergeron for... Or Cider. Or, for, I, yeah, I saw someone say Mo Cider, and I'm like, you have, you're high. Or just yeah. don't understand how hockey works. Um, but then, I don't know if I should say this or not. Just say it. You know, there was the, the Everyday Sends podcast. Yeah. Oh, Jumped down. Throwing shots right now, Brandon. Throwing rivalries on yeah, the podcast. I'll do it. Too. Like, we're nobody Ooh. compared to them at this point, but at the same time. Our 30 listeners will appreciate this. You don't. <laughs> what I hate, because I love Detroit. You love Detroit. I love Detroit. If your only comeback there. to talk about Detroit negatively is to bring up a poverty level in the city. You, you're trash. You suck. You have no right to bring that up. Because that city fights for everything it's got. It's not handed to them. Detroit so. versus everybody. Heck yeah. I had to say that because I've seen so much of it this week. But, man, we've cooked up a nice rivalry between the fans in Ottawa and the fans in Detroit. It's going to be fun. So anything else you want to add on that piece? Um, No. Nope, not on the Alex to bring it. Nope. Super pumped to have him. Super pumped. pumped. Him. Cannot understate. I'm excited for Sabrango to get his opportunity in Ottawa. Yes. Uh, I'm not excited to play against him, uh, but I will be happy with. Yeah, because the Griffins have games against Belleville too. Yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, wherever he ends up, if he's in Ottawa or Belleville, we have games against him. Uh, Next lineup move. Man, yeah, holy crap! Where there's a lot of line, a lot of lineup changes. Welcome to the AHL, buddy. So, Toledo sent out qualifying offers to the f- following forwards. Gordy Green. Nice. Carson Denomi. Didn't know much about him. Lucas Craggs. Nice. Brett McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Defenseman. Cole Frazier. Adrian Baraldo. And Riley McCourt. Okay. That was it. Well, yeah, so, that, I mean, qualifying offer. I mean, there's other people on the team... That have been signed for long. We don't, we don't have cap friendly for ECHL, unfortunately. What? Maybe we need to create it. Uh, I see the work that those guys do over there. No, I don't have the time or patience for that at this point in my life. We had some people leave. Yes. Drew Warhead. Yes. And Seth Barton. Yeah, so this not only impacts the walleye, but it impacts the Griffins as well. Um, they both got one-year offers from the Hartford Wolf, Wolf Pack of the AHL. So it looks like they found a slot in the AHL. Good for them. Not getting sent up and down as much, maybe. Bad for um, us. <laughs> is it? I mean, Seth Barton was a Detroit prospect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it sucks to lose any prospect, right? But at the same time, you look at the funnel and you're like, okay, we can afford that. Yeah, I mean, Seth Barton was kind of backlogged. Right, and like... I mean, it goes back to even Donovan. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, love Donovan, but love Donovan. At the end of the day, it's what had to happen. It makes the most sense. 
Yeah. And it's giving room for all these other players and these prospects to come up and play here. And looking at the way, like, the Wings roster is shaking out for how many signings they did there and how many people, how many less roster spots there are now, this Griffins team is looking stacked. So stacked. I'm super excited for this season. Like. Marco Casper. He's going to be on the team this season. Almer or Amadeus. Like, it's going to be Oh, it's going to be wild. Gettinger. Also, I figured out what happened to Casper in his injury. What was it? So, after watching the grind line pod with Daniela Bruce, she confirmed that he broke his kneecap in that game he played, the one NHL game. He broke it midway through the game and continued to play. So, the Marco Casper we saw in his one NHL game was half a Marco Casper for half the game, and he played so well. Little plug for our brothers on the on the network. Yeah, yeah, I'll let the guideline pod yeah. too, you know. Um, but yeah, I heard that, and my head whipped around to the TV. I was like, w- "He did what? Wow!" Yeah. Hopefully, he's not like. Hopefully, he's not that fragile. No, but he, this is why I think the kids at eighteen years old should not be playing in the NHL. Dude, these kids have been putting in work this off season, they, getting bigger. So. Like, Amo looks like he's put on some some pounds. Mazer's just eating food and playing hockey. Like these, yeah, Mazer will be back next season too. These kids are doing the right things to get fit and get where they need to get. And shout out to the organization and how they have things set up. Yeah, I learned so much about development camp um, through that Daniela Bruce interview, and like the classes that they offer the players, yeah, financial classes, sleep, nutrition. sleep studies, all that stuff. It's crazy. So they take care of our people, which is good. It's good. All right. After all those, though, I think we got to one. We give... have two more. We have oh two my more. God, we have two more. Okay. Mitchell Lewandowski. Oh yeah, we signed a Spartan. Yeah, this hurts. Brandon doesn't like this, but okay. Listen, he's on our side now. It's okay. It's fine. I should have ex- went to U of M. It's fine. I'm excited about this guy. He seems good and. Let's give credit where credit's due here. The Walleye have made some really good college signings. Yeah, he played 156 games. He had 120 points, 56 goals, 54 assists, 144 penalty minutes. There you go, Brandon. Uh, His final campaign, he had 19 points. He was Big Ten Rookie of the Year in 2017-2018. I'm excited about this guy. I think he'll do well. Yeah. And... Maybe you're gonna get some young talent so. in there, you know. Yeah, the last big signing. Yes, the big guy, Johnny. Yes, the Detroit Red Wings re-signed John Lethman to a one-year deal, one-year one. two-way, one-year two-way. So the goalie shakeup gets even more interesting now. Yeah, how do you see this playing out? I have no clue. Oh damn it! <laughs> I was trying to set you up. <laughs> I don't think any of us know what's gonna happen. The Wings can't roll with three. I mean, they could, but they shouldn't. That's not how this works. We That's did, what they did last year. Kind of, to an extent. Um, I don't see a tandem of Kosa and Lethman in GR. I, I just don't see that working. I think that, no offense, is, at least at the beginning of the season, a recipe for disaster. Kosa needs a veteran next to him. It, it, it has to go that route. He got that veteran presence in the ECHL with Johnny. Johnny's not an AHL veteran. No. Like, he needs Alex Lyon. Like, I want that to work out that way so bad. But I don't think Alex Lyon's contract's a two-way deal. So I think there's waivers involved here. Oh, that's not good. Um, the gra- Just to plug again, the grind line was looking at Lyon going to the AHL. Yeah, I think we all are, because that's where he spent the majority of his last season, was in the AHL. He got the call-ups to Florida on and off, and then got the final call-up, obviously. But, like... They, they said he could, they could look at... They could see him making the lineup, though, in Detroit, backing up Huso. Oh, yeah, 100%. And Reimer's not going to play in the AHL. And then Reimer going down. Reimer won't do that. But I'm just saying he personally won't make that move, as far as I know. Yeah, maybe Steve gives him a minute. <laughs> And then they signed the paperwork. You know, 
It's possible. Anything's possible. Um, I, I could see it going two ways. I could see Costa really being in the ECHL for next season and doing the starting role. I think you're 100% wrong on that. You keep saying it. And everybody I, I've talked to and I could see it to going two, one of two ways, wrong. though. I could see him taking the full starting role in the ECHL. And then, or I could see him being the backup here in Grand Rapids. Yeah, that's how it's going to go. They don't have a veteran here. Right. We've got to figure that out still. Why would they We're bring still him, at a pivotal why would, point. Why would they bring him up here with no veteran? Right. Signings in the AHL aren't done. Right. We're not done. But at this moment. At this that's moment. I, I can see it going one of two ways. Yeah, no. Kosa will be in Grand Rapids. They're not going to make him the starter. No, he won't be the starter. I mean, then we don't have I, I, I guess who point. knows? Yep. <laughs> he could be the starter. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you want him to learn quick and make that move quick, if Stevie Y is trying to accelerate this rebuild, which getting to brink it helps. Does help. Maybe Kosa gets the start. Either way, he's paired up with somebody with experience. If it, if it is him and Johnny, I'm fine with it. I just don't think it's going to work. That's why I'm not committing to a, a position for Kosa, uh, for a team for Kosa to be out on the. I'm committed starting. 100% to Grand Rapids. You can, you can save this for later if it comes back to bite me. Um, Horkoff said it. Daniela said it. Everyone has insinuated. Kosa, unless something dramatic happens in training camp where he just completely craps the bed, he will be in Grand Rapids. Even in development camp, like the strides he made were... I did like his one-on-one with Casper. Dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> in his post-game, or his post, uh, or his uh, press availability too, like the way he's answering questions, he's grown so much in one year down in Toledo. So maybe they, you know... I had I didn't watch development camp. I didn't watch his interviews. I didn't watch the Daniel. I didn't listen to the Daniel Bruce thing with Grandline. Yeah. So. You got you got to watch. You got to go through and watch the the press availabilities from de- development camp, especially Mazer and him. Like both definitely led the charge on how they answered questions and stuff like that. Both probably were the biggest standouts with the media for sure. I mean Mazer, of course, giving us the quote of the year already. That he just wants to play hockey and eat food. And that's his job. Guy's so lucky. Um, I do one really good. I, I do one really good too. <laughs> it's not play hockey. Um, no, not my first guest. <laughs> no, I, 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 again, the goalie situation, it's going to shake out. It's going to be weird, but I am thrilled that the wings at least resigned Johnny for a year. I mean, yeah. He could end up, even if he's leading the way in Toledo. Oh no. Toledo got ECHL goalie of the year back again. Yeah, we need. Oh darn! I want him to stay in the organization, but I was kind of mad too. we didn't pick up Shield, Adam Shield. I mean, the Wolves needed a goalie. I'm so we. <laughs> we we need as many goalies as we can. I possibly don't know get anymore, man. Point, but the Wolves are still 30 players over the veteran limit, so yeah, not really 30, but they're way over. It's going to be an interesting way. Oh, we'll have season. conversations about that soon. Yeah, we, we have a fun interview coming up. We have an ad break. We have an ad break. We definitely have an ad break scheduled, I think, right now. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinem.org. In New York, call 8778 hope ny or text HOPE NY 467-369 in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball term. And we're back. Oh, we're back? We're back. <laughs> I went through that fast. Yeah, you did. All right. What's next? <laughs> schedule was released today. Oh, the schedule. So, 
This was a super fun way that they released one the home opener. So they announced the home opener is on October thirteenth, which we knew that. Yeah, we knew that like a month ago. And then they released it again yesterday, or was it yesterday? Yeah. So yesterday, every AHL team was supposed to post who their opponent was for their home opener. And all we found out was Colorado was playing us for their home opener. And we knew the date of ours again. Woo! We're doing great. We're starting the off season, the season off great. <laughs> and it's... then today, Brandon texted me the the schedule for the season. Let's lead up to this. Hold okay. on. Though. I have a build up for this. <laughs> the Griffins posted, and he was late last night or early this morning, a picture of a fan looking at his phone like, oh my God, and then like, your reaction tomorrow at 2. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, we I know didn't this guy's... I didn't this. see this till after 2 o'clock. Right. No, I know you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. But So, so we knew the more... schedule release was happening because like, it's posted on the AHL website, like, schedule release tomorrow, da 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 So I'm like, okay, that's what, that's what the picture is in reference to. So I start seeing schedule release tweets come out. From other teams. From other teams. Some absolutely hilarious ones. Some like very who? well done ones. Uh, Milwaukee, Springfield, Cleveland. What did Milwaukee do? Milwaukee used AI and did Barbie references oh. with every single team that they're playing. Uh, Cleveland used AI also to create a logo or a character for each team. And the Griffins one was actually kind of cool. Yeah, I want you to steal that. I want to steal it so bad. I don't know what to put it on. Maybe polos, maybe sweatshirts. I think it would be... I I think it's funny. I think it's a a really good logo. Springfield referenced a viral TikTok, which was pretty funny. It was actually a really funny video. I don't know if you watched that one yet. Yeah, I did. At the restaurant where they were ordering a bunch of tickets. The Pay It Forward one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, shout out to the social media guy that did that read through there. He freaking nailed it. Um... What did the Griffins do? Uh, they released the infographic. Yeah, we posted a picture. They posted a picture. Good job, guys. So, um, yeah, that was cool. So, us and um, through our friends that we've talked to, realized that us and the Wolves social media teams are stuck in the Stone Age still. What did the Wolves do? They did the same thing. The oh. exact same thing. Just a picture. Jesus. We at least posted three separate pictures. Theirs was just one. <laughs> yeah. They're still signing players. It's okay. <laughs> they need to feel the team. Oh, they have no clue. But, um, yeah. What the So, heck? this is where it got funnier. Oh, no. Is that the Griffins admin started just commenting on all these other ones. Like, they commented on the Milwaukee one. I didn't see They commented see this. on, um, I think a Cleveland one and my, then something else, too. My face just dropped. What? Because, yeah, no, there was another, I don't remember what team it was. Um, it was, oh, it was Belleville. Um, they did, you know, you remember how um, the Titans did that thing where they went around and had people guess who they were playing based off the logo yes. for their schedule announcement? Belleville did the same thing. And I think someone called the Griffins the Screaming Falcons or whatever, which I was totally cool with. That's good. Um, but then somebody the Griffins... Drew, somebody drew logos, too. Another team I, drew then, logos. Yep. Yeah. And then when they, the Griffins had commented on Belleville, I was going, hold on, quickly changing our name to Screaming Falcons. And then they commented on the Milwaukee one, asking just what, because the AI generation of Barbie was really weird. Yeah. It nailed the Griffin. The Griffin was funny, but Barbie's face was messed Scary. up. But then the <laughs> they Milwaukee had responded, zooming in on the Barbie face. And then they shared a screenshot of a text thread with someone that they labeled Grand Rapids Griffins, whether it was actually our admin or not, who asked, how are you guys generating these? And they said, change your profile, pick to that, and we'll well, then we'll tell you. Like, Milwaukee's social media team still is one of my favorites in the AHL. They just, nail it every time. They don't miss. We're just getting dunked on. I hate this. I hate this. Just from the social media aspect, we feel like there's so much more room to grow. And stuff like this is how you do it. Stuff like that. You got you going viral, even in a small niche thing like the American Hockey League is important to stay relevant and it just feels stagnant just like the in arena experience episode coming soon that was gonna be this week that was gonna be this week but too much chaos so much chaos this week everything's just stagnant nothing is changing and we're not growing with the times god it took the griffins three days to get on threads and i think they've posted three things have we posted yes (laughs) yes we have i don't even know if i follow us (laughs) You do. 
one hundred percent. Okay. I don't, do, what's the login? <laughs> it's uh your credit card number. No. Um, I gave that to you. I'm sure I have it somewhere at this point. Let's be real. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we're getting a new one for the season. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. It's just there's so much room for opportunity there to be fun, be different, be engaging in the league. In, I mean, the sassy comments back are cool, yeah, because you got recognition on each of those teams' posts through other people sharing the funny comments, especially Milwaukee's responses. So you still got out there without having to do half the work. So I applaud the laziness because that's me in a, non, in a nutshell right there. But come on, be creative. I understand it's minor, ho- minor league hockey. The budget's not there for a social media team like the Red Wings. Yeah, they were saying there's only like three. There was like three people that were running. At maybe, one point. maybe, yeah. and two of them were gone for the summer, right? Because they're interns, right? I get that. I don't that none of that's confirmed. I don't know any of that. That's just speculation, right? I'm not dunking on the no, three people and, that are there. And I mean, I'm assuming the person that's doing this is using all the assets that they're being given by the organization to do something with it. It falls in the organization to try to make more of an imprint on that. You want attention? You want fans? You want engagement? Have fun. For yeah. God's sake. This, Please. I am like... So I'm super excited to do Muskegon Lumberjacks because they do the flannel days. They do the wood carving. They do the, the uh, chainsaws come out. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking this up because this is what I've read. I haven't been there. I haven't experienced it yet. But I'm like... But you're excited about it based off what you've read. Yeah. So, now what I've seen promo nights from last season for the Griffins can you get excited about because you read about it? I did not. Bingo. Like, I... The purple game? The, <laughs> like, I... Oh, no, not even that one. But even, like, home opener. Like, I'm so pumped. I have that day off. I have the Red Wings home opener off. I know that the Red Wings do the red carpet. All the players walk down the red carpet. They sign everybody's stuff or as many. You can get pictures with the players. You can shake their hands. You can talk to them. I saw all that on Twitter last year to the fans. Yeah. What do the Griffins do? $2 beer, $2 hot dog night. That's it. $2 Bud Lights only and $2 not even your actual arena hot dogs. Just the cheapest hot dogs you can afford to buy. That's been their promo for how many years? Forever. There's also 15 Friday night games this year, so that means so many more of those. What else do they do for opening night? Do you know? There's nothing. I I, I can't remember. There's nothing. There's nothing that generates hype around it. Like, we got a little sidetracked, but I... Like... This is you got a whole. We have a whole you, episode. Yeah, you got to build like, excitement. Like the schedule release was a huge thing, and I think when I saw that photo of the fan, like looking down, I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel right now. Like, what the heck did we just see after everybody yeah, else? Yeah, they released. nailed that prediction. Yeah, like, <laughs> like was there a memo sent across the league? Like, hey guys, try to do something fun, and we just said, yeah, we're gonna do it this way. Like, well, us in Chicago just sat back and we're like, we're the cool kids in the group and we're not going to do anything. Or right. Like, at the end of the day, the product and the ice is what matters the most, right? But at the same time, let's have some freaking fun, please. I, I'm here for the vibes. I know you are. <laughs> the vibes were not good anywhere last year. You know, at least let them be good on social media, Jesus. Yeah. I... Yeah. That was crazy. It was a lot of chaos today. It was fun to, like, keep up with everything. It was... I love that Griffin's logo. <laughs> that was fun. I Cleveland really nailed that. So, so did you what, look at the schedule? I did not really look at it, but you had some complaints, and I, I know did. you want to vent. So, of course, that's what this is all about, right? Just venting. No one's actually listening. We just vent into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> they probably feel the same way, right? So, the weirdest first four games of the season on a schedule I've ever seen in my life. The Griffins play Colorado twice at Van Andel, which is cool. New team, haven't seen them before. Excited about it. Then we go to then we go to Colorado for their home opener and the second game there. So the first four games, Colorado, 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 Colorado. Okay. We're gonna get really good or really bad. We're gonna start four and zero, zero and four, or two and two. <laughs> yeah, it's, it could be. Yeah, I again. It, but then I looked at the rest of the schedule and I was like, I'm gonna pull up the schedule as you're talking. Well, yeah, so you can look at it and understand what I'm saying here. Like, it's the most generic schedule i think i've ever seen this team put out well i don't think the team puts it out well 
the way they put it out was generic. Yes, yeah, so I don't agree with that. Well, no, like <laughs> we just t- talked about that. The organization one. has to like come up with the schedule. It's not the league that comes up with the schedule. You know, the the teams submit dates and everyone agrees upon things, and then the schedule is formed upon that way. And teams are really cheap when it comes to travel, which I understand. But like, what? Keep going. But the teams are cheap with that stuff, and I understand at the minors it's easier to be like like last year was so much fun. We had Springfield, we had Hartford, um, we had San Diego. Uh, I think we even had Bakersfield mixed in there. Like, there was so many teams that we don't see often in that. I think we even played Hershey for a game last season, if I remember right. And this year, the only obscure teams we play, I think, are Belleville, which we played them last season too. Yep, Belleville. And Colorado. Colorado. That's it. Everything else is the teams you're used to seeing constantly. Milwaukee, Rockford, Iowa, Texas, Chicago. Yeah. Cleveland. Okay, I see it. I don't even, is Toronto even on that schedule? Yeah, Toronto's on there. Okay. Friday, November 10th. And then we also get to play them on, you want to guess the next day? November 11th? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. And every weekend, like, again, I understand. And there's some other days. I understand the travel being cheaper, but there was so many games last season where it was like, hey, we play Milwaukee tonight, we play Rockford tomorrow, and then we play Milwaukee again on Wednesday or something like that, right? Yeah. This this season, it's you play that team Friday, there's a 80% chance you're playing that same team tomorrow, the next night. So... It's boring. I want to jump on that. I... Okay, I like it on that aspect, though, because it creates rivalries and... It's like baseball where they do the home and home. I get that. I like that. Yeah. And it puts more emphasis on the division. You have to win. Like, each oh, game yeah, is no. important. That's for sure. And I, I do appreciate that fact. Like, I, I don't mind the baseball schedule as much. You just want an NHL schedule. Like, I just want more teams. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know we're not going to be able to see everybody. That's unrealistic in the AHL. But. Is it? Can we see more than, what, this year there's only two obscure teams? Like, come on. I want to run through the highlights. I want to play Henderson. Like, I want to play... Who? Henderson Silver Knight, the Golden Knights affiliate. Oh, okay, yeah. I want to play them. I want to play... What um, do they play? Do they play in the same arena? Nevada. In Vegas? In the same... No, not in the same arena. No, not the same. They have a whole other arena for them. I want to play um, Coachella. Yeah, Coachella. I want to play um, Ontario. I I want to play... All these other teams that exist. There's so many on the East Coast we never see. Rochester. We don't get to see Hartford again this year. We don't see Springfield again this year. We don't see Hershey again this year. Like, I don't think we see Charlotte, do we? No. Why do you think they did that? Cheap travel. That's it? Yes. All these are very local to us. They're very local. We are not traveling very far this season. No. Who did you ask? (laughs) About what? Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, no, they're not out here. We don't even play the freaking Charlotte Checkers. Nope. That was like a team you saw four or five times a season a few years ago. No. This sucks. Here. So here are the highlights. Yeah, give me the highlights. What <laughs> you got? Brandon just Sorry, yeah, I just all crapped over. all over it. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is, so this is strange. 23 prime home dates. So we have 15 Fridays, 8 Saturdays out of 36 games. Almost half of our games are Fridays, so almost half of our home games we have to experience are $2 beer, $2 vodka games. That's good. Uh, I felt like a lot of games were on Wednesdays. Uh, first ever meeting against Colorado Eagles. Yep. The return of the Belleville Senators to the schedule. Uh, we finished the season at home for the first time since the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. Four Sunday home games. That's the most since the 2012-2013 I did see that. That's odd. Sunday games? I mean, there was a couple last season. Really? There I was thought one or two. There was one. It was a dog game. I think there was one or two. I don't remember any other ones. Uh, Maybe only one. Two home games starting at eight. That's weird. Ooh. November 11th versus Toronto, March 16th versus Iowa. So. Eight uh, o'clock starts. That'll be nice for the work schedule right there. That'll be nice for me. Uh, Griffins. New Year's Eve celebration versus Cleveland Monsters on Sunday, December 31st. It's a 6 p.m. start. It's like we do that game every year. Yeah. That, uh, actually, Maria was like, they played December 31st? I'm like, yeah, we have to go. Oh, you That's, have to go New Year's Eve. Yeah, so she's stoked on that. Uh, 
School Day, yep. Chicago Wolves. Again? Yeah, November 15th at 11 a.m. Not again, School Day. I know they do School Day every year, but Chicago again, again for that? Well, nobody does anything in Chicago. <laughs> Isn't that who we played last year? Chicago. That's exactly who we played in this. Yeah. I feel like that's who we played in the School Day game for the past like three seasons. Actually, it is the past three years we've done that with them. The Great Skate Winterfest game on Saturday, January 27th against the Belleville Senators. I guess that's cool. And the annual Teddy Bear Toss. I forgot about this game. the Teddy Bear Toss against? The Manitoba Moose. Is it the same as... I don't know. November 24th. So I definitely want to make sure I get to that game oh, and yeah. have a teddy bear ready. I always do. This, that. I'm excited for that game. I am always excited for that. It's one of my favorite games of the season, honestly. Yeah. It gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling. Like the, like bears being thrown at you? Like, Well, yeah. But the bear <laughs> giving away to some kid. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And just the the pure, I don't think I'm going to explain it to Maria before we get there. Oh, please don't. And then just have her. She'd be so confused when all these grown adults are walking around with bags of bears. Yeah, and then as soon as they, because when do they do it? We do it at the first goal scored. First goal scored. Because Flint does it after the game. That's probably smart, but it's way more fun to do it after the first goal because then the players all jump in the bears. But can I say something about the Sabre Toss game? Yeah. Because if anyone important is actually listening to this in the organization, can we hype it up so people actually know what the heck is going on? Yeah, because I had no idea last year. No. I saw a video of Hershey. Half the people don't bring anything. And you see, yeah, I was going to just literally go to that. You see (laughs) videos of Hershey, 20,000 bears end up on the ice. And I think we maybe scratched the surface of 3,000 last year. Like, come on. Like, do we start Do we start the charge of, like, trying to get the record? Let's F- start the campaign. F, yes. Let's do it. Yes. we. I want to be big this year in the community, so. Let's do it. I think with Jen, we can get help. Oh. And we can get this thing big. I'm in. I will. I think, um, <laughs> I think the schedule, I get your point of, like, yeah, it's blah because we play the same six teams over and over and over again. Um, they do do a breakdown on this. There's there's nine Wednesday games. There's I mean eight, that's great for me. Eight Saturday games, four Sunday games, fifteen Friday games. Um, the schedule looks more manageable for our work schedules this year, just us personally, which I'm kind yeah. of excited about. Um, longest, except for Wednesdays for you, but longest homestead six games between February 21st and March 2nd. So we're, I don't know how we're gonna keep up on the podcast. Take vacation. And there's three games and three nights: December 8th, 9th, and 10th. And then April twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. So there's a triple. Yeah. That's that's gonna be. F- I mean, there's tough. there's positives to it and there's negatives to it. But one of the big negatives to like that I think of is just like a casual fan is that you don't like a casual fan that doesn't go to every single game. The chances of you buying a ticket at the beginning of the season for a game against Rockford, and then the next time you're available to go to another game, it ends up just being oh look what's available for me to go Rockford Rockford. I don't want to see the same team over and over again if I'm a casual. I don't think they care. I'll be honest. That might be the case too, but I'm just, that's how I would feel. They end the season on a Sunday. Yeah, they did that in Chicago this last season, the last game. Yeah, Remember? away. Yeah, yeah, away. away. This we one's used, home. Yeah, on a Sunday. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that'll be, I don't have I'm to guessing, play to go <laughs> I'm guessing that'll be the uh, like player autograph game and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I have for the season, the schedule. Like those are the highlights. I I don't know. I maybe I think for us it'll be very boring because we want to see different teams and we want to see that. Yeah, but like you said, the rivalry that will be built between the games that could be fun. Carryover will be fun if it gets scrappy. But at the same time, remember how many games? Remember the beginning of the season we saw a chippy game and we're like, we really can't do another game tomorrow. And then we're like, oh, this was chippy. We have to be back tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it got us back into wanting to go to the next the next game for sure. But I mean, that's after we get blown out like eight to two or something like that. <laughs> I hope that's not going to happen this year. No, it shouldn't happen this year. But like, again, I think the underwhelming part of the schedule is just like, yes, it is very repetitive and it is pretty bland. But then also, I don't think an exciting launch helped it. <laughs> yeah, like there was nothing there to hype it up at all. Maybe that's why they didn't hype it up. They could have easily done something with it. Did I mention how much I like that Griffin AI generated? You love the Cleveland Griffin (laughs) AI generation. I know, buddy. I know. I bet you I could tell AI to write a better schedule release. You could, probably could have. (laughs) And a better podcast. (laughs) Oh, 100%, but you know. Yeah, you're stuck with me tonight. Yeah, there's apparently a way to get AI to edit the podcast. 
Yeah. I don't want to mess around with that yet. That scares me. I've looked into it. You don't learn too much about us. (laughs) (laughs) You'll learn the stuff that we delete. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, you can tell when AI started taking over. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, what else (laughs) we got here? It's it's 11.14. What do we got? You want to end on the Lake Erie Monsters? Yeah, they changed their logo and colors and jerseys. I like the little monster. So... They were smart in how they did this, thanks to our insider info, is that they they trialed this logo and the color change at their outdoor game. And I remember specifically seeing those outdoor jerseys come out, and I looked at you and I was like, these are sweet. And all of us talked about them a couple times the night they, were, they launched. We were like, these are really cool. They did a really good job with this. And that's their alternate jersey now for this season. They tested these colors and the, that logo already, which was smart on their part because everyone loved them. And then just the basic home and away jersey, they're not exciting by any means. They're definitely better color scheme. The blue, uh, gold, and white, I like a lot better. Yeah. But, I mean, the jerseys aren't super exciting, but they're not. They didn't just take their logo, their new blue logo. And slap it on a Blue Jackets layout and call it good, like some teams, Iowa. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm cool for them. I like a little bit of change. Just change, you know, you know us. We love jerseys, and cool jerseys coming out are always exciting. I I'm big on Pixar, and the, the little monster just reminds me of like Pixar animated. He looks like Toothless from uh, yeah. How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, I think that's especially when they have the animated clip of him. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that's what got me. Yeah, it's and, cool. And the blue and the black, it's the Columbus colors. Yeah, they went like more towards their parent team's colors, but didn't go, you know, the red, blue, and yellow or silver that Columbus will throw in there. Um, so I like it. I'm a fan. And again, they didn't just slap their logo on an NHL jersey layout and call it good. I'm not going to buy it, but... No, I wouldn't buy it, but I'll, I'd, be, I'd be happy. To My see eyes it? will enjoy seeing it on the ice. <laughs> well, you'll be able to see it on... No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to read out alternate. Yeah, right. Please don't. Um, I hope we can see the alternate one, though. With the little monster on it. Sorry, I'm just looking at the schedule. Yeah, hopefully. That would be cool. They should... That's the, is it an alternate? Yeah, so the one that I sent you guys the picture of, the one in the center is the alternate, and then the white one is their away one for the first half of the season, and the black one is their home one. For the, or whatever way the NHL yeah, yeah. does it. Remember, they flip halfway through. So um, weird. I love that they flip. I wish the NHL did that. Why? It'd be cool. Like as a fan in person. Again, I enjoy. Confused. I'm there to. And I'm gonna grow the fan the base visuals. by confusing the fan base. If you can't tell the difference of what team's playing on the ice because of the flip flop jersey color, then your jersey design is garbage. Sometimes I forget we switch sides. <laughs> I'm only kidding. You guys could see my face right now. <laughs> this is what I deal with. I do it for you. I'm like, wait, what? That's not our goalie. <laughs> okay, oh. that's happened before. That has actually happened before, too. 100% has happened. I thought, I got scared. Why did we shoot on that net? <laughs> Things happen. Uh, anyway, no, we moved the seats that time. That's what happened. Oh, it was so confusing. Um... But yeah, I don't have anything else. That's the last topic we have? That's that, that's the last topic we have. Nothing else you want to add, man? Nope. Nothing at all. No, what else? What do you want nothing? to add? You're forgetting? Yeah. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> you looked so concerned, though. I was like, I was waiting, and you sounded like you are building up to something at the end here for us to end on. Nope. I've got nothing else to end on. I know we said this for oh. like three episodes now is that the next episode will be the forwards recap and hopefully that's reality unless, you know, the hockey world continues to just dole out new announcements for us that we feel like we have to do this. Honestly, I think they just all want to go on vacation so they're going to make this announcement tomorrow and then it's going to be quiet the rest of the way for like two, three weeks. I want to say you're right but the hockey world is strange this off season and it seems to be non-stop. A lot of moves. I th- so Bizer when he gets to go on vacation. Once he's on vacation, I think it'll be quiet. Yeah. Everyone else can get their trades done and, and stop living in fear of him calling them. I'm hoping to go on vacation soon too. But I was hoping to do the same too. But <laughs> somebody ruined that for me. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. 
Not your fault, buddy. <laughs> Not your fault. Oh, boy. It's 11.30. We got to go to bed. Not together. <laughs> no, I'm trying to hold my hand. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in this week. Again, give us a follow. Give us a like on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, threads. threads. Support the show on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts these days, you crazy kids. You crazy kids. Leave a review, please. That really helps, Brandon. Yeah, uh, shout out to the... Uh, Hockey Podcast Network yes. for always being amazing for us. Uh, we appreciate them. And our sponsor, DraftKings. Our sponsor, DraftKings. And Nick's wonderful ad reads. My yeah, well, and wonderful ad. Wow. Rad reads. Scurby. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> on that note, everyone, have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Hockeytown West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeytownWPod and your host, Nick at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon GR Hockey.